Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. (laughs) Fuckers fuckers better appreciate it. (coughs) What's the title of this podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Popular with the ladies. (laughs) Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds (laughs) fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, really, this is, this is fucking explicit now. (laughs) Ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to a brand new episode of Sober, Not Mature. And this time I am sitting in Appleton, Wisconsin. Got to spend... (laughs) Yeah, for for those of you who have never been here, it's actually not a bad little town about... uh, I don't know, hour and a half north of Milwaukee. But uh, the reason I'm here is because I was watching my grandson this afternoon and just got that young man to, to sleep a couple of minutes ago. I just changed my first diaper in 20 years. So <laughs> <laughs> when my daughter was leaving, she's just showing me around whatever and show me where the diapers were. And she's like, oh, everything will be fine. I'm like, yeah, it's only been 20 years. And she's like, but you were dealing with kids far younger than I was. I'm like, I know, but it's been right. 20 years. <laughs> uh, it's like riding a bike, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, I changed this diaper twice. Didn't get peed on. Didn't get thrown up on. You know, it's better than hanging around drunk people. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of which, my granddaughter just left, uh, and my daughter. Um, yeah, we uh, they both have birthdays about a week apart, and so we uh, we celebrate. My daughter's is tomorrow. My granddaughter's is next weekend, and uh, so we went out and celebrated tonight. One of the benefits of uh, being sober. Yeah, that's the same thing. I'm sitting there when I was uh, feeding my grandson and stuff like this. I was thinking the same thing because when you were getting when you said you were getting together with Amber and your granddaughter, I was like, this is like a like a grandkid weekend, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing as I'm holding that little guy and you know looking at him. I'm just like, man, oof. you know. Once again, the, the gifts exactly what you just said. The gifts of being sober. So yep. Very, very cool. Or as um, I generally like to put it, promises, man. Fucking promises. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I expect more so. You're right. Promises. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. All right. So um, got the stats for you if you would like to hear them. Uh, I don't, but I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> well, one way or the other, you're going to hear them too. So um, we, we actually hit 600 followers earlier this week, but we're at uh, 637 followers on Instagram. So pick it up there. Nice. 29 more to go. <laughs> wow. You can do. Wow. You, you just did math. On <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, total plays uh, so far of the, of all the episodes is 429. Cool. Um, top episode, still episode four uh, with 50. Um, episode three, which is your story, and then mm-hmm. episode 
uh, episode eight and three are tied for 46. And the last episode, so uh, the last one we did just last week is uh, mm-hmm. 34 already. So right. um, this is pretty cool. So we only went up one notch uh, with the chicks, uh, 64% mm. of the uh, women. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe me, I was watching it all week. It's it's 63, it's 62, it's 64. And I'm like, come on, man. But um, yeah, so 28% men, 64% women. Um, you know, obviously the difference in the percentage there is people not identifying um you know, or no identification. Um, sure. Still, forty-five. Still, forty-five to fifty-nine is fifty percent. We've got twenty-nine percent now, thirty-five to forty-four range, and then money demographic. <laughs> exactly, uh, twenty-eight to thirty-four, seventeen percent, and then the uh, whatever it is, the the, re- the remaining two uh, is like one percent apiece. So still, still right. got to figure out. Uh, you know, maybe we can do is figure out like a cool term to say every every week. <laughs> just some ridiculous, ridiculous young person term, and then just try to use it as much as possible in an episode. How about just, fat with a p? Kids are still saying <laughs> that, right? <laughs> I, well, if it were 1990, I think they would be. But uh, yeah, probably. I, I, I don't remember 1990, so whatever. Whatever. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, and then I actually wrote down the different areas of the um, where listeners are. Obviously, the majority of the U.S., um, the U.K., South Africa, Australia, Argentina, Ireland, and Germany, um, hmm. all have very small percentage in those last five. But still, you know, people from all those different areas are listening. So just. Uh, I don't know, kind of, again, just fun statistics, if nothing else, even though I hate statistics, these ones I actually enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> other than that, hey, keep listening. Thank you, everyone who's uh, joined in. Thank you for everyone who keeps coming back. Um, I, I, we've heard that someplace, and even though I say stick around, um, <laughs> keep coming back. Keep um, coming so back. I got Exactly. So I got uh, quite a few suggestions um, and I thought of a a few different things over the week. Anything that popped up in your head that uh, specifically you want to talk about or you just want to jump into some of the either suggestions or, you know, thoughts that popped up in mind? No, let's just jump in, man. I got nothing. Okay. Well, okay. Why, why did I even expect anything anything more? It's, you know, it's past my bedtime. So, well, and this is one that, that I think you uh, might enjoy. It's about music. And okay. this is one that crossed my mind. And I was just, I mean, you and I, obviously you're more of a, um, what did we decide? A music snob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, I mean, not only, and you can tell more of your background. You told it in your story, but you played music, you performed it, you lived that lifestyle. Um, I but did. I mean, you've been involved in a wider variety of music than I do, but I, there's a lot of music that, uh, and you make fun of my music sometimes, which is, <laughs> um, it's there. I have to. <laughs> right. Uh, but the, but the thing of it is, is there's certain songs that are, I'd never listen to any other songs from that particular band, whatever that might be, but mm-hmm. a particular song reminds me of a time or a person. So that, you know, that, that means something to me. And I was right. talking to somebody right. about it and I can't remember there's certain songs that still like pain me a little bit. Cause they, they remind me of people who have passed away or past relationships or whatever the case was. But my thought was, is there anything like either music now or maybe even like while, while you were getting sober that um, had an influence on you or that meant something, any particular song that I don't even know, it's a stupid thing to say, but became your anthem or anything like that. <laughs> 
Um, the, the one that pops to mind is um, Suicidal Tendencies, You Can't Bring Me Down. Okay. Um, and, and it's been there for a long time. It was there before I got sober, long before. But it's uh, it's got me through a lot of tough times. Um, and it's um, to encap, you know, Google it, YouTube it, whatever you got to do. It's it's a good. It's uh, suicidal's. Uh, it was at their metal stage, not so much the punk stuff, but um, it was. Uh, there's a line in it that that uh, I still love. It's uh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like shit, but I'd rather feel like shit than be full of shit. And there it is. <laughs> so there's one song in particular and, and for me and i know you you know i like the band seether mm-hmm. and uh the the song rise above this and it was mm-hmm. a song that uh is i mean it was popular probably i easily early to mid 2000s i think is when that song came out and so at the time i was yeah exactly mm-hmm. or i mean damn close to that so i mean clearly i was still drinking at the time right. you know so at that time, it was just a song that I liked. And, and I don't remember why it got me if I just thought that I was being I, I think I know what it was. I thought I was probably being wronged by everyone in my life. And mm. I was going to, you know, I'm going to rise above this. And I'm usually doing it with a fucking bottle of whiskey that I'm swigging. Right. <laughs> you know? But um, after I got sober, I, I actually looked up the video. I believe the song, if I if the video plays out the right way. It's about suicide, if I'm not mistaken. But hmm. so it's a, you know, it's a fairly dark song, but I think it's talking about rising above this person's death. Um, hmm. But there's a point in the song, a line in the song that says, I'll mend this thing before it gets me. And after I got sober, uh, well, I, when I was being taken out to the Keating Center, actually, we stopped in Indiana and right. Kathy's husband, uh, Mark, you know, kind of was looking at me and almost a, a look of shame after I went through detox and everything like that, mm-hmm. this and that. So, I, And I remember walking in there and what he did, he walked up and he's like, so, you know, because I mean, what I told the doctor was I was only drinking, you know, three to five beers a day, whatever it was. And it was uh, clearly more uh, than that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> I remember him saying to me, um, it's just, he literally, uh, walked up, you know, cause sh- shook my hand. He was talking to me and I'm just I'm full of shame and I'm feeling like crap. And he just said, he just kind of pushed me and he says, go fix this, mm. you know? And, and when he said it and again, as that song came up, as I was listening to it, it's like, he said, go fix it, which, you know, clearly I have so far, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, 12 years later, but, and then, um, you know, I thought about that. It's just, it's, you know, mending this thing before, before it gets me. So, I mean, that's like one of my favorite songs and it has been, like you said, for almost 20 years, but right. there's another one. You'll, and you'll probably laugh at this one, but mm. when, do you remember being in the Keating center and, and them talking about, uh, alcohol almost being like a, like a lost love or losing a girlfriend? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, Ario Speedwagon, which whether you like the band or not, you probably don't, but, um, Mm-mm. the, the song, um, time for me to fly. And when, okay. when it talks about that, it, it, it is, it's a, it's a love song. It's talking about, you know, you made me laugh or I made you laugh. You made me cry this and that, the other thing. But before I got sober, it was that one of those songs that used to be like my, against my exes, you know, it's like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> But it turned into as I started listening to the words after I got sober, I'm like, I'm like, this is me almost like singing a goodbye song to 
alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. and I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say that sort of thing. So, and there's a, there's a bunch of other songs. I, I love music. I mean, in general, and you know, every once in a while you, you listen to some of those ones and you know, it, it just hits you like that. But there's, I've talked to, and I know you have too, talked to a lot of people over the years that um, just, I mean, live and breathe music. Uh, I mean, what's the old saying? I mean, music, music says what you feel or words and music say what, I mean, what words feel like, whatever it is. I forget how, right. the, how the term goes, but you know, so it just, yeah, it just crossed my mind when I was listening to something this week. So um, any other songs or, I mean, you've gone to a lot of concerts too. I mean, do you, I know mu- music itself is that, do you think that was a, I don't know, was that a healer for you getting you back to normal, anything like that? Yeah, so when you were down here, you know, uh, we talked about it. We were near the uh, the minor league baseball stadium. We were dropping my daughter off, and um, I it was I went to see Alice Cooper there. Um, I was <laughs> maybe four or five months sober. I know I just gone uh, three quarter uh, right before then, and uh, I went by myself, you know, and probably wasn't the smartest move in the world. And I was, I was. Uh, I was a little nervous, you know, but one uh, in, in milling around before the show, um, watching everybody drink and do their thing, it was a little. Uh, I was uncomfortable, you know. But once I got down, I, I was down on the field. I paid extra for that, and uh, once the music started, you know what? I was fine, man. Um, I was <laughs> in it. <laughs> so um, yeah, and, and we started to talk about, um, you know, if if you had a specific recovery song and you said you didn't. Um, but I do, I do. It's a uh, velvet revolvers, um, fall to pieces. Um, okay. you two, that one, you know, look it up. Um, it's, uh, those that don't know, velvet revolver was kind of a super group, a couple guys, because of roses slash and Dolph, Um, and, um, uh, Scott Whelan from stone temple pilots who, uh, at the time was sort of sober, and uh and duff is definitely sober and slashes now too um but uh yeah it's just uh the lyric the chorus is alone i fall to pieces you know which is always it's it's a great musical representation of the we of the program you know we can't do anything by ourselves i know i can't as much as i like to and i've tried i can't i need i need (laughs) other people damn it well, and uh, I mean that you in when you said that, uh, I not only do I I love the song. I mean, I absolutely it's right in my my wheelhouse of music. But right. I remember you talking about that at one point, and you know, honestly, I didn't know that Duff and now Slash were were so. I didn't know that. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I know Scott Whelan, Wyland. I know his story of his ups and downs, and obviously ended up dying of overdose. But right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do I I enjoy that song. That's a that was a great group, like you said, super group and collaborations mm-hmm. of different people they put out uh, they put out some i mean excellent music together but uh yeah that's that's a great song it's a great song yeah. but yeah you know it was uh it was funny when you and i were talking uh when when i was out there and and i remember that and like you just said now because i i think i had mentioned that i remember sitting in the group room when uh and that came up in conversation that you were gonna go to the concert so yeah it had to have been right right after we went three quarter you did because yeah. I, I remember other people you know but other people saying stuff about it where you shouldn't have went but the thing of it is i mean you you did you talked to your sponsor you went over everything you didn't just go mm-hmm. right right 
So, I mean, you know, that in and of itself is cool. But yeah, that, uh, yeah, four months. And you, and, you know, the funny thing too, and it just, it just reminded me, right before I moved back to Wisconsin, there was um, a concert that me, you, and you invited me and uh, Tom to go. And I think it was uh-huh. Blue Coop. I think Blue Coop was playing in Cleveland. And, yeah. and I remember that you put it up on Facebook and you're like, you're like, Hey, I know you don't normally go to bars, but, and you posted it and I was going to go. And then I moved, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but he, it, at that time, I know that would have made me uncomfortable. I was, you know, three years and a few months sober, but mm-hmm. when, even when you, you and I went to see uh, Lita Ford, when you came up here, which right. <laughs> was an excellent concert, but mm-hmm. it was, um, it was a drink fest and it was a small event. It was at the Harley um, the Harley dealership. And I right. mean, it, it was labored. Yeah. Labor day weekend. And mm-hmm. everyone around us was, was drinking and drinking oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, you and I just stood there the entire time and enjoyed watching a 60 year old woman rock her ass off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, seriously, it was a great show, but um, yeah. It's, so that, that's cool. Yeah, I forgot about the velvet revolver thing. And before you had mentioned it, forgot about the Alice Cooper thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And I, I mean, I honestly, I'd love to hear from other people, you know, what uh, it, number one, if music has influenced them, maybe what songs and, you know, how, if nothing else, how it's helped them, you know? So, right. Yeah, Absolutely. So the other thing that I, that I thought about, cause I don't think we talked about this completely last week. We were talking kind of touched a little bit. I think it was last week when we were talking about the fourth and fifth step and the fact that we both went to the priest and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, clearly we both, put it off but do you remember um how we got to that point was there anything in specific because i i remember the series of events you know to to doing it and and i also remember uh the day i did my uh you know my fifth step and just how i don't know how important it was to me but do you remember anything else leading up to that with the exception of the fact that we we both wanted to stand up and (laughs) tell our stories yeah that was it man (laughs) you know once again ego driven it's sobriety um yeah we wanted to get up and lead and, and our respective sponsors said well you've got to finish your fifth step before you can do that before you can share your story um you know unwritten rule uh there's nothing in the big book about that but um that's what we were told to do and god damn it we did it um <laughs> you know and i mean uh you know clearly neither one of us are catholic um but it was suggested that we go talk to this priest so we did and uh yeah you know i'm glad i did you know uh i'm also glad i never had to go see the guy again <laughs> yeah and you know that so the funny part in a, and i remember that we were both I think we were about six or seven months sober. And I remember both of us, we went and talked to our, and at the time we had different sponsors, but mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> we went and talked to our sponsors to, and I remember sitting down with mine. First of all, he set up a meeting with me at a bar. I mean, it was a, or at a, a brewery. It was a brewery type restaurant. I don't even remember where it was. And all I right. felt kind of, I felt kind of weird, but um, he actually mentioned to me while we were there. And he said, he goes, does it seem odd that we're having this meeting at like a brewery? Mm-hmm. And I said, um, yeah. And he mm-hmm. said, he goes, I wanted basically what he wanted to show me. He said, it's okay for us to be here. He goes, we're having a conversation. We're not drinking or anything like that. He said, you, he was, right. he was teaching me that we can go places. And again, the whole spiritually fit sort of thing, which mm-hmm. I thought was, I mean, it was cool, but I did, I felt a little uncomfortable, but mm. I remember sitting down with him like, okay, this, 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 that, that, that going through all these different things. And I said, do you think I'm ready? And he said, <laughs> 
that's like a damn psychiatrist. Do you think mm-hmm. you're ready? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. And he's like, and he said, uh, um, he goes, how much time you got now? And he was cool about that because I think he knew, but he was very right. nonchalant about it. You know, mm-hmm. so he never made a big deal out of it, but always congratulated me and was always there for me. Um, but I said, uh, you know, at the time, seven months. And he said, well, he goes, I think you're ready as long as you're comfortable to do it. He says, but you got to look at it this way. He goes, there's no, there's no rush to this. He said, you're seven months into a lifelong journey. So he said, right. if you're, he said, if you want to go do it, do it. He goes, I'm all behind you. But he said, um, then I'm, then I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And he said, read the big book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what do I, what do I do for my four step? And he said, read the big book. It's in there. And mm-hmm. that pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I, but I did. And he told me the same thing. He goes, when you, when you write your four step, he said, don't do it on that computer of yours. He said, grab a pen. He goes, I prefer mm-hmm. a pen. He goes, you can use a pen and write it all out. So, yeah. um, you know, both of us scheduled. I knew you scheduled yours. Like I said, in the episode, I ended up, mine got pushed off because it was uh, the week of Easter, but I took a, I took a day off of work. Because I was told, you know, well, first of all, I had to finish my four step in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and, and no shit. I finished my four step in the morning, um, Mm -hmm. went to to see the priest at whatever time it was, let's just say one in the afternoon. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I was in there for more than an hour, if that. And it's about me too. Yeah. It took me about an hour. Yeah. That short, short little Irish dude, black, dark black hair. I mean, seriously, the dude looked like he was going to fall asleep. You know, when, when I was telling them, but, but the thing of it was, is that, um, with every word that came out of my mouth, I felt smaller and smaller. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, you know, out loud to, uh, we lost you there, man. Oh, really? Can you hear me? Yeah. Or no? yeah, I can hear you now, but yeah, you felt smaller and smaller and then it cut out. <laughs> That's how, that, you know what? That's perfect. That's how small that's you how got. Small. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe God just shined down on us. Ooh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, but after all said and done and for the life of me, I had no idea what he said, um, mm-hmm. but he, he made me feel better. You know, he um, acknowledged everything that I said, which blew my mind. Cause I thought he wasn't do. I thought he wasn't listening, right. uh, but then gave me a couple of like, I don't know, um, bullet points to follow. So I walked out of here feeling good. And then my sponsor said, you know, so after that, he's like, um, read the big book on how to handle steps, well, six and seven. So right. I decided that I'm going to go down to the lake and, uh, you know, Cleveland, right by Lake Erie. It was mm-hmm. windy, windy as shit. So I got this grand idea that I'm going to sit out on the rocks and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, collect my thoughts for an hour because that's what you're supposed to do. And then you, mm-hmm. you perform steps six and seven but it's so damn windy i can't sit outside so i'm in my car doing all the stuff i did it then he's like after all that call me so i did all you know all four of those steps in that in that time frame right um, but the but the funniest part is is that when the sponsor that we had together um oh. i think when he first started working with me we were talking about something i'm like oh yeah you know i've done this 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 and i'm you know, obviously i went you know, I told him that whole story and I'm like, yep. So I, you know, completed, I think I used the word completed or something, like that. <laughs> you know, six and seven. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, uh, right. like I'm like, no, didn't, you you didn't. Hear my, didn't you hear my lake story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole point was, he's like, well, when you understand what I'm talking about, come back and talk to me. And that pissed me off. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, 
But the whole point was for anyone, and if you're not in the 12-step program, I don't know, if you want to look it up, look it up. But step six and seven are things that, that you should, um, you know, basically do on a daily basis. And that's an mm-hmm. ongoing thing. So I didn't, I didn't complete them. I got through them the first time. And, and it's something right. I'm going to have to continue to do um, if, if I choose, of course, you know, but I do mm-hmm. choose to, to do that and stay sober. Um, but yeah, that whole, like you said, not only being glad that I did, but um, I felt better. You know, I right. felt a lot better. Yeah. So well, the 12 and 12 was- talks about the, the fifth step. The fifth step is actually the first step you do with another human being. And when you complete that for me and for a lot of people, um, doing that fifth step, you become a part of. You're actually working with another human being and you become a part of something bigger than yourself. I felt like a part of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is a good point because up and up until that point, I mean, the rest, you don't, I mean, I know a lot of people do their, you know, the third step with, with the different individuals, which, uh-huh. um, you know, is great. I mean, all those sort of things, but yeah, that's the first one that, again, if you follow the suggestions in the program and all the sort of things, I mean, yeah, that's, that is that for, I never thought about it that way, but, uh, but I've heard the part about becoming a part of, and I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is just trying to, <laughs> trying to clean up all the people that, uh, you completely shit on all those years so. exactly here's a <laughs> tissue <laughs> wipe yourself off exactly <laughs> that's probably uh, just for anyone anyone out there um that's probably the most complete uh basically rundown and list of the steps that you're ever going to get out of these two because we yep. don't <laughs> we don't necessarily believe in going well it's step one and it's mm-hmm. step two those are the leads that happen and it's, you know, go on for like four hours or whatever they are. But, uh, but yeah, no, get I a fucking sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need a sponsor to talk to this stuff about. Um, uh-huh. next, thing t- next thing too, and this kind of leads back to the, what you were talking about with the, you know, the concert and get back into things and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. you, know, you and I have said it sarcastically all the time, but, it's something that is talked about in the podcast that I listen to also, but you know, that, that initial thought of getting sober and thinking that, you know, either I'm never going to have fun, my life's over, mm-hmm. anything like that. Did, did you think about that right away? And I don't know if I did along the way I had, but I mean, did you think about sure. that right away as soon as you quit drinking? No, no, not at all. You know, uh, (laughs) I I had other things to think about. I wasn't thinking about, you know, when am I going to get to uh, go rock and roll again? It just wasn't. um, But again, it came up fairly quickly. You know, uh, all of a sudden uh, this opportunity to go see a show happened. And um, like I said, I probably jumped the gun, but I did it right. Like you said, I talked to people. I, I, I made myself accountable and then I went and did it. And I'm glad I did. And I've been to probably, probably close to 100 shows since I've been sober. And um, it's wonderful. I remember them all. Um, I woke up in my own bed with my wallet, you know, the next day. Uh, There was money in that wallet. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I generally had a T-shirt that made it home with me. Um, Yeah. there were plenty of shows I saw before that I do not remember at all. So right. this is, this is better. Yeah. I mean, I, and 
when uh, when Eddie Van Halen died, and I said, uh, you know, at least I saw the you know the Van Hagar version twice, and that mm-hmm. was that, that's one that I have up on you, which shocks me. You know, I saw. Right. Okay, I was present for two Van mm-hmm. Halen shows. Right, you were in the building. <laughs> Well, they were out. They were outdoor events, but yes, All I was right. in the vicinity. But <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that I mean, I do. I remember those shows more than I than I do a couple other ones mm-hmm. that I went to. But there's no way in the world that I um, <clears throat> that I got to enjoy either one of those those concerts as much as I did like the Foo Fighters. I mean, that was the right. that's the that's the biggest show that I've seen since I was sober. Literally two and a half hours, I just stood there mm-hmm. <laughs> and and watched and sang and just had a time of my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking it was fucking wonderful just yep. wonderful but uh but yeah you know the the thing of it is and when when we first got sober i don't know that i thought about not having any fun but mm-hmm. every time things start coming up in my life like the first time that uh that i went golfing i used to drink a lot when i when i golfed all the time this mm-hmm. is what i did sure. you know and the first the first time i went um i've been bowling a few times the first time i yeah. went to a baseball game uh, right. The first time I went right. to a football, anything, you know, because I didn't, I don't know. And we, we've talked about this before for the most part until certain points towards the end, but at certain points when I was just pissed at like my ex-wives at the time, my wives at the time, I'm just going to go out and get drunk. But right. majority of the time I never, I never walked out of the house or never walked out of wherever I was living and said, I'm out to, to rip one on tonight. And I'm going to, I'm going to drink till I pass out. I mean, that happened. But mm-hmm. that wasn't my intention, you know, so right. um, everything I did, family events, um, birthday parties, I mean, for myself, for the kids, all these things as they came along. I mean, even going out on a date, you know, being intimate with somebody, all these mm-hmm. things that I mean, always involved alcohol. And yep. I didn't yep. I didn't necessarily think, how am I going to do this? But I noticed the difference, you know, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, thinking back now is that uh, and you and I joke about the fact that, you know, well, what are we going to do when we get sober? And we think yeah. now I don't know how I had enough time to to drink the way that I did. You know, oh, right. so well, you, you let everything else go. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell did. <laughs> how dare you accuse me of something of such nature? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know jobs uh <laughs> housing relationships sanity i let it all go yeah i was gonna say uh check 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 got all of them yep i did too <laughs> yep but uh but no i mean it's uh i i love it and you know that the biggest thing is like uh like tonight um my well i came work this morning at home and then came up here and i got here around 2 30 hung out with my daughter for like an hour or so and then she headed out my son-in-law works at a restaurant so he's probably not going to get home until 9.30 or 10. Tomorrow mm-hmm. morning, I'm going to Indiana, so I want to get out relatively early. But I, you know, still, I'm not going to be up super early, but still. Right. The, I, I was talking to a, a friend of mine, and I'm, I just told her, I said, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just heading back tonight. And she's like, she's like, did you think about, like, staying in the morning? She said she doesn't like to drive at night. I'm like, I don't care. Because the first right. thought is that, I mean, I'm not drinking. I'd rather go home. Mm-hmm. Sleep in my sleep in my bed, and rather than having a you know a three hour and forty five minute drive tomorrow, I can have a two and a half hour drive. You know, right. so um, you know just things like that. Being able to the things that we're able to do because we don't drink that that I think mm-hmm. about more. That's that's that adds to just as much fun as anything else. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So what about um, social media? And have you and I have talked about, about this it? over the years? Well, the the part about being in, once again, same thing. They, they talk about it on podcast. You and I have talked about it over the years. I remember it back from the minute I got onto Facebook to even doing what we're doing now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't use my real name on Instagram. I don't use my real name on this podcast or on our website or anything like that. And there's right. a specific, there's, there's reasons for that, whether anyone agrees with it or not, don't care, but I have reasons for it. Now you're completely mm-hmm. open. So right. you, did you make that choice right off the bat or did it just happen or curious? That's all. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I made the choice right off the bat, you know, um, I had, uh, lived in the shadows and, you know, thought I was fooling people forever. And, um, I just decided, you know what? I don't care. You know, um, I'm a drunk. Everybody knew I was drunk before I got sober. Um, I don't have a problem letting everybody know that I'm an alcoholic. You know, um, I, I will say I, 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 I don't bring it up at work. You know, I mean, I work pretty much by myself anyway. But um, my boss doesn't know. You know, um, and that's fine. If it ever came up where... You know, he was, you know, he, he directly, asked, directly me, asked me, did you ever have a drinking have problem? A drinking I'd say problem. yes. I'd say yes. But it doesn't sure. come up. Because, you right. know, because <laughs> I, I, I show up for work every day. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> that. Imagine that. And you don't drive into people anymore, right? And no, I, I, well, I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, t- you talked about that, your story. That's the only reason I brought it up. Right. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, I'm open because yeah, I, I, thankfully, I don't have anything to hide today. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you know the, uh, the the thing that I thought about when, like, first of all, this this started in my head um, right when I was going to start looking for work because, um, you know, you figure we we went into the Keating Center in April and we didn't start looking for work until August, right? Wasn't it like yeah. end of yeah end of July, early August. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now in, at that point, surprisingly enough, I had never had a, um, a gap in employment. I mean, I had, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I had one right before the last job I had. I had a, like a three or four month um, lapse, I think, in there, but that was easy enough. I worked for a lawn care company and we got laid off every winter. Anyhow, it was, that was easy sure. for me to lie, easy for me to lie about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, and I remember sitting down and, in Phyllis's office and talking to her about it. Cause at, th- at that point I was all about this whole, you know, going back to the absolutes. I was all about this honesty thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I told her, I'm like, how do I, how do I sit down for a job interview? And, and I don't want to lie to people, you know, but I don't know right. what to say. I, I need to work, but I don't want to mm-hmm. lie to people. What do I say? And she said, she goes, you don't have to lie to people. She said, in that circumstance, she said, you were taking care of yourself. She said, right. Think of the proper way to do it. Um, but she said, you know, if you want to blame it on medicals, I think she might have been brought up a medical thing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it, and I did. I came out to Ohio. Um, well, here's the here's the line that I used to begin with, and, and I still would use in a job interview is, because if somebody says, why did you go from Wisconsin to, to Cleveland, and why is that gap? If somebody asked me today, you know, mm-hmm. I, in a job interview, what I said was I, I came out to Ohio to take care of a sick family member. Right. Which is, which is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I, 
I was the sick family member. Right. <laughs> um, but then a lot of times it, it just comes up in natural conversation that my, my stepdad passed away about mm-hmm. a year later and people assume I've never had to say anything or say anything. Right. People assume. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. And then honestly, when I first started working like that, I was, I was ashamed. I was still at that point where I didn't want to, I didn't, I still hadn't fully committed or accepted that fact. Now today I have no problem. Once I meet somebody, talk to somebody, um, Mm -hmm. it's come up, it's come up with job situations a couple of times where, you know, you start, you meet people and they start talking about certain things and all of a sudden you're like, you're sober too, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, somebody hints something and then, you know, it's like you get in this conversation. But um, one of the things too, is that the, for a while there, even long before I ever got sober, um, first of all, I've got a very, even though I'm not unique, I do have a unique last name. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. take long to to find me. And I'm, I'm not, there's not many people with my last name. So that's number one. But on top of that, too, the industry that I'm in and the things that I've done, um, just based on certain groups I was involved with on a professional level, I do know a lot of people in the business world. I don't mean that as egotistical as I can be. There's a lot of people that I, yeah, for once, I'm not. It's just a fact. You know, right. I, I do right, know right. a lot of people in this industry, and um, I thought it's my, it's been my opinion, which in some cases I think it's true, other cases might be a paranoia, is that... I know that everyone has a vision of what an alcoholic or a drug addict is. That's a, mm. that I know is a fact. Whether it's a good vision or a bad vision, people have a vision. What right. I truly believe, and this is my true belief, is that I don't think everyone understands what recovery is and what it means right. for somebody to be sober. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't think people realize that, and I think that under certain circumstances, even if you're that model employee, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh wait, you're." You're an alcoholic. Well, mm-hmm. I've been sober yeah. for twelve for twelve fucking years, but yeah, but you're an alcoholic. I'm like, okay, right. So that's the reason I have it. But I'm getting to the point now, and going on Instagram was my opportunity to to break that shell a little bit without breaking my my own personal anonymity, and then mm-hmm. doing doing this. I mean, Christ, our our fucking faces are everywhere now, right? <laughs> you know? But you're but welcome, ladies. Part, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, once again, what I haven't said this in a couple episodes. That train's never late. There we go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> there's there's just certain I got a sidestep. There's certain things that you say, and just so everyone knows that I mean you make me laugh quite a bit, but there's certain <laughs> things that just you can stop me in my tracks every time. And that's some of those things like that. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so again. Thank you. Um, but you know, but I don't know. I mean, um, I'm, I'm to that point now where, um, who knows in the next, I didn't think I'd be doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in this, even though I'm not open with my name, doing something this open and this raw, um, because it is, I mean, we're, we're just letting everything, (laughs) I almost said it, letting everything hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, <laughs> I just had tears in my eyes. <laughs> uh, okay. Like, uh, Objects may short. appear nearer than they actually are. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, what's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? 
I don't know. Objects. I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, um, but yeah, who knows? I, I don't know that um, within a year, maybe two or whatever it is that, that I, I'm thinking that maybe I, I will start to open up. This is a, a step in mm-hmm. the right direction. I'm, I'm not ashamed, but because um, I'm thinking about I could easily end up doing something from a, on a professional level. And if that happens, it mm-hmm. won't matter and all those different things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, you and I are um, very alike in a lot of ways, but also polar opposites in other ways. And I think it's mm-hmm. cool right. that we have these two, these two perspectives. Cause I think it just, I mean, it's interesting if nothing else, I've learned a ton from you and you know, you and I don't always say, you know, we don't think the same way, but we end up in the same place, which again, right. I think is kind of cool. So yeah, so that was a that was a thought, just social media thing, and then um, there was in a question that somebody brought up, and they were talking mm-hmm. about any favorite quotes. Uh, it was a just a message that we got on Instagram, whether it be mm-hmm. like a recovery quote or anything like that. That that has uh, either something that you've I don't know hung on to from the start, something that makes sense to you. I've got one on my wall from from detox, but um, anything like that that you know, has anything to do with, I don't know, just hitting home with you as far as a quote. Um, One of the big ones for me, and I've actually got it written down on a small piece of paper in one of my meditation books. And uh, actually I pulled it out in group a couple of weeks ago. Um, It's, and, and actually I replied to a friend of ours on Facebook. Uh, She had uh, posted something similar and it's, um, I shouldn't expect what I'm not prepared for basically. Um, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't expect anything out of life that I haven't prepared myself for, you know, um, it's whatever it is, you know, I shouldn't expect a job that I'm not prepared to do. I shouldn't expect a relationship that I'm not prepared to do my part in. Um, I shouldn't expect anything out of life that I haven't prepared myself for. And I lived for decades of my life expecting everything and not being willing to put the work in to be ready for it. So, yeah, that's that's a big one for me. I like that, you know, and that made me think of um, and I I know I've talked about it already, but uh, I think I talked about it already. But that's um, I well, I mean, a lot of people did, but I know I expected just all this shit to be handed to me and I didn't mm-hmm. want to do the work. I didn't want mm-hmm. to do the work for anything. And these days, I mean, if somebody's willing to pay me a lot of money where I could just sit back and not do anything, I'm going yeah. to take it. Yeah. But, but the other thing is that I'm going to, I'm going to take that free time and try to do something positive. So there's a difference. Right. You know, with, right. If I, if I was independently wealthy or had that time, I would, I'd do something different, you know, to kind of, you know, fill in that time. But mm-hmm. I know, that, um, I mean, I just, I expected everything. And then I always had this, this mindset that I was um, a survivor where I, and I wasn't, I mean, mm-hmm. I was, I was surviving because other people took care of me mm-hmm. and Kathy was one that did. And, but right. I always had the mindset that, and I did, I I've gone through, you know, um, financial difficulties. I mean, two divorces and being a, you know, a full blown raging alcoholic that mm-hmm. caused, that causes some issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one or two. One or two. And, you know, I, from a money side of things that happened that way, but I was always one of those things, you know, I'm like, Ooh, well, I got through it and I got through it and I, I made it through when I survived. Well, yeah, Kathy helped me or my mom helped me or this uh-huh. happened or all these things. I didn't get through shit, you know? Right. And 
when I got sober, I, I still, there's been a couple of times that I've needed help. I'm not ashamed to ask for it. Number one, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't have to lie about what I'm, what I need help on, whether it be from, you know, money or this or that. And, and it's only happened once or twice, you know, but still I'm mm-hmm. not ashamed that it's happened because if it does, the things that have happened to me in sobriety are not because I'm doing anything wrong. There's circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I can look back and say, well, if I would have made this job decision versus that one, I, right. I don't make, I don't look back at those decisions as regrets because I did it to try to better myself, you know, any, mm-hmm. any type of decisions like that. I didn't do it on a whim going like, you know, F my boss, I'm out of here type of thing. Right. Uh, you know, but that's uh, that's great. I mean, you know, and I, you've, Hopefully we're prepared for things, but then again, like, mm-hmm. like you said specifically, don't get involved in a relationship. That I like too, because you know, same thing, doing your job, relationship, whatever. Because relationships, we all know, <laughs> they could be work, right? <laughs> they take work. So the the one that I have, and and it's a, I've looked it up. I can't figure out. I have no idea where it came from, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I did this. We did this whole collage thing, which which you know, and I I actually posted a picture of it on Instagram too. But it just uh, we had to do this collage, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't even want to go to groups in this in this detox. I was just such a pissant in there, anyhow. But <laughs> so um, one of the things they don't make this collage. So all I did was randomly cut these pictures out of and sayings out of a, a magazine or magazines. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember picking this one out. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't look at it and be like, "This is going to be my quote." <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen but you know it's weird because now that i have it and you know kathy ended up cutting it out of this collage and i have it in a frame on my sobriety wall Um, Mm -hmm. but it says i don't want to be on my deathbed not having tried something because it's too hard right Um, and i'm like wow because seriously when after all this stuff started to to kind of flow a little bit better and i was committed to it and starting to do the work i'm looking at that and i'm like this is fucking weird because <laughs> i mean seriously i didn't i know i didn't make a conscious decision i could barely see straight when i was in de- detox let alone right. think about this magical quote that i'm going to have but um i mean think about that you know not not wanting to be under deathbed first of all i was close to death not mm-hmm. doing something because it was too hard and this is hard or it can mm-hmm. be, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's the one. I mean, there's other ones that I run across that I enjoy, you know, any, any of the sure. ones about gratitude. And I just, uh, posted uh, this morning on Instagram, one of the readings on willingness or whatever it was, willingness, gratitude, um, all those different things, you know, faith right. and all the things that we've learned. But yeah, man, from a quote standpoint, that's, that's the one for me, but I love that too. And mm-hmm. do I know this person? Do I know this person that you got that from on Facebook? Because that sounded familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, Mara quoted something <laughs> similar to it, and uh, yeah, and and so I just threw that one in there in, in a comment. Okay, that's who I thought it was because I'm like, yep. she just she just posted something the other day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't remember what it said, but that sounded familiar. Right. So, okay, mm-hmm. cool. See. I have half a, I have half a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Those two brain cells touch each other occasionally, man. Every, every once in a while, every mm-hmm. once in a while. So the, the last thing, and this just popped into my head because I, I'm sitting in my, my daughter and son-in-law's living room and mm-hmm. um, I pace, I pace around sometimes when we're doing this and I talk with my hands, I'm doing it right now. Fucking mm-hmm. animated as shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a, on the divider between their living room and their, in their walkway, 
to go back to the bedroom serves. And it's kind of nice. It's on a little stand, but it's a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. And when I just looked at this, it reminded me of, do you remember me telling you that story about Johnny when I was at his his apartment looking for, using his computer to look for work? Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So, um, our cousin, this is, uh, we have one cousin that, um, has since gotten sober and this is not the cousin. This is our normie cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time that, uh, that we got sober, he did a lot for me. Um, used right. to pick me up. Uh, I used his bike when I was at the Keating center, all these different things did a lot for me. And at this one time he had, uh, I was trying to look for a job and I didn't have a computer yet. So he's like, oh, he goes, come on over. He goes, I'll come pick you up. He goes, I got stuff to do, but um, you can use my computer and search on it, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we get to his apartment and he's got this kitchen with an island and then bar stools on it. And the island comes in an L shape. So, you know, back the one, one L part, you can have your back towards the patio, the other one back towards like the, the living room area, um, mm-hmm. but basically right by his kitchen. So I walk in there and he sets up the computer and I, and I see this on the floor right away. He's got, and I'm not kidding. There was probably 18 to 20 bottles of booze on the floor mm-hmm. in, in no particular order. They're just laying on the floor in his living room. So um, he picks me up. He's like, here's the computer, whatever. He makes some coffee and he's like, all right, I'm going for a run. And he walks out <laughs> and, and seriously, I'm like 60 days sober, something like mm-hmm. that, maybe whatever, maybe 90 days, but I mean, really, really fucking new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting there at the Island. And as I'm looking at his kitchen to the right of me, I can see all these, just all these fucking booze bottles and I'm really uncomfortable. So I, I took the bar stool, went around the right to the thing. So my back was facing the, the booze <laughs> and <laughs> I did my job search and then he comes back however long it was 45 minutes later. And then um, when he gets back, I'm like, Oh yeah, by the way, I said, great move leaving an alcoholic with 60 days sober with this. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then to this day, uh, if I ever think about it, I bring it up and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's okay. I made it out, you know? Mm -hmm. It was a good story, but, you know, just uh, kind of cracked me up because uh, as soon as I looked at that, because it was, I was standing here, I looked to the right and it just immediate flashback of, of that. But I mean, all good intentions. He felt for like three minutes there, he felt like terrible, but I was just mm-hmm. giving him hell, you know, but, of uh, yeah, unbelievably uncomfortable, but uh, man, am I glad not to, not to have to feel uncomfortable around that these days. So exactly. All right. Um, I believe. Just take a peek here. I think those are all my, all my suggestions. What are you up to this weekend? Uh, anything for, anything for Mother's Day or? No, I'm working, man. <laughs> That's right. You're working like a mother. I am. Word <laughs> yeah, to your mother. Word to your mother. <laughs> See, we'll get that. We'll get those kids involved. Yeah. You know. You know what? I think we might. Yeah. Who knows? We could be, there was a, I forget what sitcom it was. This, uh, one of the characters started bringing back, um, sayings from like the, I don't know, like the eighties and nineties and these young kids thought they were all brand new. So mm-hmm. yeah, she, she brought a, got a whole new group of friends from, you know, from just saying like old sayings and the kids didn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you never know, maybe it'll work, but, uh, right. but yeah, I'm heading down to, heading down to Indiana tomorrow. I'm coming back, uh, tomorrow night. Cause I got obviously shopping and other stuff to do, but, uh, but yeah, so um, one way or the other, though, I mean, certainly since we have uh, only 64%, but um, <laughs> since, 
Since 64% of our uh, listeners are women, if you are moms out there, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. I'm going to yeah. get all the nice I'm going to get the nice stuff out of the way and Mike will do the same thing before he, you know, does his little out. <laughs> and we could, uh, yeah, we can be, we can be nice every once in a while, but seriously, happy mother's day to everyone. And yes. uh, hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll all enjoy it uh, sober and be good to the people who have taken care of us, the moms that have taken care of us. Uh, and Absolutely. You know, be, there, be there for your kids. So, all right, my friend, it's all your right. time. <laughs> well thanks for joining us for another episode of sober not mature be good this week be good kids do the next right thing you know kiss your mom if you got a mom around still and if you don't go out and find yourself a milf anyway we'll see y'all next week and as always fuck off all right brother i love you i love you too man we'll see you next week all right, bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.